Hey, I'm Drew. And I'm Tim. And this is the Hearts and Hands Podcast. In Season 2, Episode 24, we continue our conversation with Jason Jasperson and Anna Biedenbender about artists in isolation. Welcome to another episode of the podcast. I'm your host, Drew Sonnenberg, joined as always by my co-host, Tim Babbler. And Tim, in our last episode, we got to a point where Anna said something along the lines of she felt blessed to be able to spend this quarantine time with her family. And she knows that there are people that don't have that luxury, that are living by themselves uh, in the city, probably. And Tim, you're one of those people. You live by yourself. So I just wanted to kind of, before we get back to our our conversation with Jason and Anna, say, how have you been handling that? Like, all of us are, you say we've been in isolation, but you, to a greater extent, have been. How how have you been handling that? Yeah, and like we talked about last week, there's a lot of uh, emotional and mental highs and lows. When you live by yourself, I personally, I, I love talking to people. I'm an introverted extrovert, so... When I first meet someone, I'm kind of shy and reserved. But then after that, I'm just, you know, like their best friend. And I do thrive on human interaction. So I was thankful that some of my friends were regularly, we were chatting on FaceTime. We were doing uh, Zoom calls as a group of friends from across the country, not even just locally. But I guess one of the things that I enjoyed was the fact that I am a worship leader at my church. We still had to come in and record services. I got to see people, even if we... We stayed, you know, a good distance apart from each other and whatever else. I got to actually see people in person because I wasn't, honestly, I wasn't going out to the store that much. I don't burn through groceries super fast. So I'm just one guy. I know some people that have larger families would have to go out shopping every once or two two weeks just to make sure they get enough food that's not going to go to waste. So I, I appreciated when people would call and text and FaceTime and get on those, you know, whatever it was, group meetings. For me, that was good, and I was also blessed that I do have a brother and sister-in-law who live in town, but I had to limit my interactions with them in person because um, she was pregnant and recently had our, her daughter, uh, my new niece, Evelyn, so shout out to them. She's right. doing really well, even though she, yeah, she was born a few weeks preterm, but is, is doing really well and progressing, but that throws me over to the situation because I can't just hop over to their house, but I was thankful to have a, a really close friends who live right, right close to me, and we sort of quarantined together because that was good for all of our emotional mental health. Yeah. Same way that if you have roommates or something like that, even if you're not a member of the same exact immediate family, you're not going out and seeing other people. We're all working from home. So we're all in the same boat together. At least we became, we jumped in the same boat in that way. I know people have different boats in the same storm, things like that. So sure. yeah, thanks for asking that question. And I'm sure other people like that are listening could probably relate. It's definitely a blessing to be with people. And sometimes isolation is good. But when it's not when you originally intended, we got to wait and see how God turns that into a blessing. Yeah. And in our the rest of our conversation here with Anna and Jason, we, we talk about just that, about how through all this, we're able to see God's blessing and God's hand in all of this. So let's get to the rest of our conversation. I have a weird existential question for you. <laughs> not in that territory. <laughs> uh, exactly. <laughs> this, is why, this is why I thought of this. And I'm thinking back to kind of what Jason, you had said about the swirling dust or things like that. So like you're standing in the middle of the swirling dust, swirling mist, whatever it is. 
and you're an artist. Your job is to be seen. How do you make sure people see you? Well, there's a lot of traffic right now. I mean, there's, there's a lot of competition for attention. So much internet traffic. I, I think people have seen me less because there's just so much to see. I really, I'm not thinking about that right now. I don't, I don't think personally, I don't think I can be an effective broadcaster. I'm kind of, you know, I'm waiting for the dust to settle. Bread for Beggars has done a really nice job. Uh, and Hearts and Hands has done a really nice job of stepping up and providing service, providing ways to focus your thoughts with, with uh, the way that you're engaging musical artists. But personally, I, I'm, it's, it seems really almost impossible. That's so interesting that you said that, Tim. I don't think I've ever heard that, that as an artist, your job is to be seen. Is that what you said? Yeah. I don't know if it's true or not, but that's what I was thinking. <laughs> I mean, that's such a hard one right now in terms of, you know. So, for instance, I love my studio space in the Twin Cities because it has this built-in audience, right? I'm in this, like, big building where we had public events that people on the regular, like, weekly could come in and and see work. And... Um, Right now, that's, you know, just starting to open up, and I don't know how many people are taking advantage of it, but, like, I can't go back right now. And so, yeah, you're kind of releg... And I loved that because of the one-on-one -on -one conversations that were possible, and I personally am I'm much more uh, comfortable in that realm than I am, like, with social media. And like Jason said, that's such a huge pool. It's um, very very hard to to be seen in that arena yeah and, i don't know just know, funny to think about and really i i wonder if it it's just not the right time mm -hmm. well you have to have an awareness of of those kind of things like it's like seasons you know a time for everything um absolutely this might not be the time for what what we think an, an artist typically does as far as uh, exposure mm -hmm. and to the and to the real audiences when it comes down to it you know what are your what are your intentions behind making i can't I, as we were talking as this started to come up i can't not i probably mentioned it the last time i was on this with you guys but have you guys ever heard of the artist sarah groves yeah mm -hmm. okay yes. yeah Amazing, right? Well, mm -hmm. just say yes. Just say yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, but she has the, the song that's, you know, um, when I stand before the throne, I'll be standing alone. This journey is my own. That, that he is our only audience, ultimately. But this has been just a really good time to kind of have to back off of so many of those um, like other platforms that we've had. I mean, in many ways, we should be leaning into them, right? Like, especially with churches and taking advantage of digital media and how we can get the word out through that. But in other ways, you know, you had to pull back on other things related to specific audiences and to kind of reevaluate 
who are you really doing this for? And what is this really about? You know, just to keep it in an existential territory. <laughs> mm-hmm. Really, too, I, I'm reminded that we think we think that we're in control of things. And, you know, a time like this just sort of hits the brakes and recalibrates us, helps us to realize that if God wants you to stop something, it's going to stop. Mm-hmm. So we talked a little earlier about how we're not entirely sure what things are going to look like maybe six months from now. You know, Jason mentioned school will be opening back up, but, you know, people will be wearing masks and distancing, and it'll just be a little different still. If, God willing, let's say two years from now, things are back to something resembling what most people think of as normal, are there things that you have learned or done or ways that you have changed in the last few months that you think will continue to affect things even when you're back to normal, quote unquote? I think I've never liked rushing, but I've, I've found myself rushing a lot in, in the past years. But, but maybe to your question, maybe I can retain a civil pace, a more human pace in the future. And, and just kind of remember that if, if you don't get everything done, God's will is still done. And, you know, I guess one, one thing that's really helped me, one idea that's really helped me came from Pastor Smith at St. Paul's in New Orleans. He said, the blessings that we expected are simply changing into blessings we didn't expect. That's something that I think I'll carry with me. Mic drop. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. You, you us. You flirted us. Where no one has anything else to say. Isn't isn't that incredible though? The fact that you floored us all. No. <laughs> <laughs> that idea. It is actually yeah. That's why I don't know how to respond. Well, it, it's a paradigm thing because, you know, what, what has to come out of that, that idea is that no matter what, no matter what, blessings about, that changes everything. Yeah, I think this is probably a pretty common one for most people, but I just think about the amount of time I've been able to spend with my three-year-old daughter in the last few months that mm-hmm. you know never would have happened otherwise just i mean that's just one example there are a hundred others but a blessing you didn't expect yes well i think i think we're still trying to see through the tornado and uh, it's a hard question what will you carry out of this and it's kind of hard to think clearly when you're worried about keeping your feet on the ground. Yeah, right. There's priorities. And, and the, future becomes, <clears throat> the future becomes less of a priority when today isn't sure. You know, you got to figure out, you got to figure out the, uh, the near future. You can't help but, like, your brain can't help but, you know, start to 
as soon as something like that is said, like, oh, what, what are those things that, you know, I could look at with a different point of view? It's actually a blessing or, or considering the possibilities of, of what could happen next. And depending on where you're at, that's, it could be difficult. It's difficult to picture. And so your brain just kind of goes wild trying to come up with it yourself. And instead of either sitting back and letting that just happen or, uh, you know, standing up and taking your next action and seeing what that'll do with that. You can bless bless either way. Absolutely. Absolutely. There are a lot of doors. Just pick one. That'll bless it. Really, that's that idea blessings that we didn't expect um, that's part of an answer to I think Drew's earlier question um, what helped me sort of emerge or, or get out of a funk that idea sort of shifts the paradigm for me and you put different glasses on yeah Anna you asked earlier about just how things have changed or different things that we've been doing creatively or something. And one of the things that was kind of a real turning point for me was for our church, we were making these uh, music videos with, uh, we were working with a couple other churches to do it. And so we were just making them just so that, you know, you'd have musicians that you knew that playing songs that you could sing along with and listen to with your family throughout the week and everything. And that's how it started. But then we got to this point where we wanted to use this one song that I had written uh, with my friend Tim, a few, a different Tim, Tim Rosenau. We had written it a few years ago and I had only ever played it at our church here in South Carolina, which kind of limited the instruments I had available to me. So I, I wrote it in uh, that particular arrangement of that song in a certain way so that I could play it with the instruments that I had. But some people know this about me. Right back when I was in college, I was in a ska band. And I just absolutely love ska music, even though it you know died like 20 years ago. But <laughs> so whenever I write like an, a more upbeat song, in the back of my head, there's always a ska version of it, that song. So this... <laughs> This song that I had written, like, now I, it, like, just clicked that, hey, I don't have these people here with me in South Carolina to play trumpet and trombone, and uh, I don't have a drummer down here, but I know those people. They're all over the place, but, like, most of my friends play some sort of musical instrument, and so I just kind of wrote a message on Facebook one day and said, hey, I'm looking for someone to record a trumpet part and a trombone part uh, and maybe a saxophone part or something like that. And like one person responded, do you need a drummer? And I was like, yeah, actually <laughs> I do. Uh, and so we, we did the ska version of it for the first time. Uh, and like, I think there have been times in the last, you know, five years or so since I moved down here that I maybe think about writing some piece of music and I tell myself that I just don't have the means to do it justice. I don't have the the people or the recording software or whatever the case may be that I just, 
I'm limited by these factors. So since I can't do it as well as I want to do it, I'm just not going to do it at all. I'm not going to write the music because there's no, no one will be able to hear it the way I want them to hear it. But that, that moment just kind of shifted things for me that no, like anything I want to write, I can get it recorded no matter what now. I've got the people to help record it. I've got a, a, a friend who's really good at mixing. And so, like, yeah, that's that's one thing I think I'll take out of this is that not using that as an excuse anymore. Absolutely. Totally hear that. Yeah, having to utilize. Well, having, yeah, understanding that you have so much available to you and at the same time, like what, back to that paradigm conversation of that's also all you have. Like you're, that's your only option as well. Yeah. My favorite line from the newest star Wars movie, princess Leia says, we have everything we need. That's been ringing through my head too. We have everything we need. That changes things. That changes things. So true. Reminds me of another Sarah Gross song. He's always been he's always been faithful, which is actually it's kind of a riff on favorite. Um, yeah, it's it's sort of based on the hymn uh, "Greatest Thy Faithfulness," but uh, it, mm-hmm. at the, it's got the line at the end: "All I have need of His hand will provide." Mm-hmm. Theme of my life, right there. Love that one. So true. So so true. And so applicable to artists. You know? Yeah. Yeah. You don't need a lot to make something creative. You've got got all that you need. Just start. Just start. Yeah, I don't need to say anything. That's that's right out. All right. Well, don't want to take too much more of your time. We've already got enough here for at least two episodes. But before we go, any any closing thoughts from either of you? Just thinking about everybody. and I know we're all in our own situations and having our own experiences right now. And I don't know, just know that there are uh, people thinking and praying about, about you, I guess, as we experience our own stuff. It reminds us of others. And I hope I, I, we didn't really ask this, but I hope and pray that all you guys have been safe and well, and that all the listeners are safe and well, and that, 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 that continues. I guess my, my thoughts are going back to something Anna said about love and fear and, uh, you know, just check yourself, be aware of, of whether you're acting out of love or fear or love or a lack of love. This is, this is a pretty general statement that I'm saying, but, but I think it's a foundational yeah. foundational way of life. Cool. Well, thank you both again so much for coming on the show. It was a pleasure just talking to you one thing and getting this content is another great thing. So thank you so much. Thank you, guys. Nice talking with you guys. Same to you. That finally wraps it up for our conversation with Anna and Jason. As always, if you have people you'd like to hear from or questions you'd like answers to, or you are an artist that wants to come and talk about the things you've been working on lately, we'd love to hear from you. Feel free to reach out to us at heartsandhandspodcast at gmail.com or on any social media platform at Wells Creatives. 
And if you'd like to support us financially to ensure this podcast continues indefinitely, we'd love your support on patreon.com slash hearts and hands podcast. There's different levels that you can be uh, one of our supporters and there's different perks and benefits that come with each one. We'd love to have you check that out for us. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you next time.